Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Just before we go to Elliot Freeman, it's 1234 Edmonton. The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score, James H. Brown donates $100 to 630 Chad's Santa's Anonymous. James H. Brown. They're the best. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. All right. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois earlier today uh, confirmed that he is good to go for tonight's game. Paul Maurice has just stated that Nikolai Ehlers is definitely out tonight, uh, but certainly a possibility for Sunday's game. Three, the Oilers are completely healthy. Uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, John Tavares suffering a concussion, and he is out indefinitely. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, keep texting us, by the way, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. A lot of you have some thoughts as to uh, whether or not uh, Corey Perry should have been made uh, to face what transpired. i, I got to tell you, I'm comfortable with how all ends of it from Felino and Perry in the aftermath uh, sort of explain things. So... Maybe I'm just an old dinosaur. I don't know. But without further ado, pleased to have on the line from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino, River Cree Excitement. Bet on it. We welcome back to the show a man that was in the building last night. That was a scary one, Elliot, to say the least. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. I should say I was not in the building last night. We were in the studio. Okay. Uh, I stand corrected. All right. Nonetheless, that was scary, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean... I always, I always remember the biggest hit I ever saw and was at was Dustin Bufflin on Mark Stone. Winnipeg, Ottawa. I was working. Um, I was the ringside reporter that night, um, and I, I never forgot the sound. It was like a loud car crash. And I could not believe that Stone came back and played that night. That was the scariest hit I ever saw. I think last night, was some of the scariest video I ever saw, Bob, uh, when Tavares tried to get up. Um, you know, every single one of us watching it um, in the room, you know, it was Ron, it was myself, it was Jennifer Botterill, it was Anthony, it was Dave Amber. Um, you see, we all had the same reaction. We all gasped. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this who were watching last night it felt the exact same way. It was awful. It put a pall on things. It... it um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine too many people watching that game last night got it out of their mind, especially as the game progressed. And, you know, I was glad to hear that last night the news on Tavares was as good as you could hope. And today, you know, he's back at home, obviously. He has a concussion. It doesn't sound like there's anything uh, major structural that's a problem, which you're good to hear, but... 
you know, it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be uh, a length of time recovery here. So all you do is wish him the best. But the fact that he's at home, the fact that a lot of the tests came out negative, um, I think in a lot of ways um, we came out of this a lot better than we feared. The uh, one other concussion specialist that's deployed in Edmonton's his name is Marty Morazic, Doctor Marty Morazic. He did his yep. postgrad. He did his postgrad at Georgia, and when mm-hmm. before the Jets moved to Winnipeg, when Edmonton would go down Atlanta, we'd go because it, it was always in the fall. We went and saw Auburn play Georgia, and we saw a scenario where the running back had the ball out in the flat. Safety goes, pinches down to make the tackle. Linebacker slides across, and the linebacker hits the safety in the side of the head and knocked him out, like just out. And same thing with that that posturing, right? And it was, and he's explaining the whole thing to me as to what's going on. It was scary, scary stuff. You always get word, and you mentioned Bufflin. He hit Luke Gazdick one time, and Luke Gazdick was like, toughest five guys in the league and he got Gazdick and made him do a 540 I've never seen a hit like that in my, and I was thankful that Luke got up but it was scary stuff do you I'm I'm comfortable with the way the two players I, I you know what I respected Corey Perry more after watching his availability than ever before last night that must have been an incredibly difficult situation what did you think of the fight was it was you know, it necessary in the moment Bob I didn't want to see it um, and you know, I can only—I I will only speak for myself uh, in our group. Um, you know, I—you know—I'm I, not exactly a pacifist. I understand the emotion, and um, I'm not against uh, fighting in hockey if it makes sense. I, I didn't want to see it last night. I—it it didn't sit well with me. I always try to sit and put myself in someone else's shoes and say. Why do they do things? And I watched Nick Foligno's post-game media conference, and I listened to what he had to say, and I kind of got it. Um, yep. you, know, you know, if you saw it, Shea Weber was trying to talk Foligno out of it, and Corey Perry, he didn't even throw a punch. She was like, I'll just take whatever I have to take here. Um, you, you know, I understand that as emotionally invested as we were watching that, it's another level for the players. You know, they're right there. They're seeing Tavares on the ice. Um, he's their teammate. And I can, I, I'm trying to accept as to why, you know, Felino felt he had to do that. I think the other reason I give Felino a bit of a, a break is he's one of the great humans in the game. Uh, he's got a long list of, of wonderful things he's done for people. Um, I, I try to give that the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I didn't like it. I couldn't really watch it. Um, it just didn't feel right. But I will confess, and I'm willing to give a bit of the benefit of the doubt to someone who I think has earned it uh, by the way they have handled themselves in their lives. I, the other thing I kind of wonder about, too, and I did say this to some of my coworkers, was I wonder if part of it is just like this gets everybody's mind back on the game. And I realize I could be reaching. Um, I, I could be talking out of my rear end, but I was just trying to think of reasons that it happened. But, you know, for myself... I didn't like it. Well, Elliot, if there's any consolation, I'm often accused of talking out of my rear end on the show often <laughs> on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. uh, there we have it. You know, it's it's amazing to me when people say, oh, you know, uh, like when the Oilers played Detroit back in 06, oh, Detroit's going to win in three. Or, you know, yeah. Montreal's, Montreal's not going to win. It's hockey. 
and it's playoff time. And the margins it, are tight, Bob. The margins yes, in this league are tight. Yes, yes. Like, yes. the owners played pretty well the other night. They would have liked a better start. And you know what? Winnipeg got a goal from an unlikely source. We're going to have a guy coming up today. One of the most unlikely sources of, of all time, Cam Connor, during that '79 series of the Leafs. Uh, the I still have friends. Like I'm 50, I still have friends in Toronto who hate Cam Connor for no good reason. Well, that's unfortunate. But uh, I mean, that's <laughs> like, you know, it's like funny, right? Because he scored that one goal, and it, it still bothers them. Yeah, absolutely. So the point of this, the margins are tight, and you know, one of the one of the things like. <laughs> You know, like, uh, so McDavid and Drysaddle, they didn't score the other night against Winnipeg. They're not going to score every night. That's just the reality. Like, Matthews and Marner, you know, those guys made some good plays. They had some high-caliber opportunities. Carey Price, it's Carey Price we're talking about. Okay, maybe he's not at the level of Connor Hellebuck the last couple of years. He's still Carey mm-hmm. Price. You know what? Like, the other guy gets to stop the puck, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, Bob, in this league right now, if you get any kind of goaltending, the margins are tight. Like, there aren't really upsets in the NHL anymore. Um, you know, I think this year, if if Nashville had beaten Carolina and they're down 2 nothing, I think that would have been an upset. But they would have had to play had superhuman goaltending to do it. Um, I just feel in the NHL right now, the team, the parity has made the league very tight. I don't think there's a lot of difference between one team to another. Some teams are exceptional. You know, I do think it would be an upset if Montreal uh, beat Toronto the way they both um, played this year. But it wouldn't shock me if it happened, even before uh, last night. It it wouldn't have shocked me at all. Uh, You know, they're a good team. And like I said, the margins here are really tight. Um, You know, there's still a lot of ways to go. Toronto... You know, Toronto has to refocus itself. I don't understand what's going on with the power play there. Uh, They have too much talent for their power play to be as inept as it is. I think that there's not, like, I wonder if they're going to have to put Muzzin on it. I'd forgotten, before Muzzin got to Toronto, he had 17 power play goals and 65 power play points. They need another shooting option around Matthews. It's, it's very clear that opposing teams don't respect the other shooting options there. They're going to have to fix that because, you know, if, if, if they don't feel to, fear Toronto's power play, they're going to continue roughing up their guys. They've they got to be a lot better at that. I'll tell you the funniest call I got, text I got last night, uh, a friend of mine who loves the Maple Leafs, he tried to convince me after the game that the whole Carey Price thing this week where he smashed his stick and also went to the AHL and gave up two goals to the Marlies was a, a ruse to make the Maple Leafs overconfident. I texted back and I said, what are you talking about? And he calls me immediately. He's like, you don't believe this? This was all a plan. And this is, this is a 50-year-old successful professional. And I'm looking at my phone like, who kidnapped you? Like, who is this person I'm talking to? That's how crazy it got in Toronto last night. I'd love to know what those guys' thoughts are on the pandemic. As for you guys, I would say, uh, you know, as for you guys would say, you know, Hellebuck played great. He did. Um, you know, I, ha- I have to say, I really thought the the biggest uh, there were some real turning points in that game. I thought that when you know McDavid had two glorious chances at the end of the first period, those ones didn't go in. Obviously, the quick goal after Pugliarvi made it one to nothing, and 
you know, Winnipeg, Winnipeg's coming out of that one. Like, you know, I think everybody was betting Oilers in that game. No Dubois, no Oilers. You know, for Winnipeg to steal that one, that was huge for them. They've just got to be as like they were very disciplined. They 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 made it as hard. Aside from those two chances, they made it as hard on McDavid to find space as they possibly could. Uh, Hellebuck praised their details. They're going to have to be that good again. Yeah, well, and Edmonton's going to have to play better, but I also think Winnipeg yep. can play better too. So it's going to be intriguing the rest of the way. And I thought there'd be more ch- scoring chances, and the Jets played a strong kitty by the door, proverbial type of game. Elliot, there are some. T- there, there, there's what, like the whole Florida. Go- I had Kevin Weeks on yesterday. The whole Florida goaltending thing. Uh, now that 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 series was the antithesis of what we saw between Edmonton and Winnipeg. Like Winnipeg didn't play a one-two-two. They played a a, a staggered one. One three. They didn't forecheck at all, and then the only chances the Jets got off the transition were unfortunately when Barry and Nurse had a couple turnovers in the first period. You're watching Florida and Tampa. I can't like for Joel Quenville coach team. I know he likes to play up tempo, but a little bit of defensive structure wasn't like. It's been incredible run and gun to watch. Oh that, my eh? god, that's great hockey. It really is. And the thing that surprised me in that series is how leaky Vasilevsky's been. Yeah. If 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 floor if Tampa scores five times, you think they're going to win? Yeah, and well, that surprised fir- me. It's a, what the third time in NHL history that a team has scored five goals in a playoff in a period in a playoff game and lost. Now that happened in Minnesota against the Oilers in eighty three eighty four. The eighty four mm-hmm. Oilers could do that to you. They could give up five yes. goals in a period and still score eight goals in a game. So there you have it. All right, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Very quickly, Travis Green, we know now Jim Benning and Travis Green are both back. Uh, how long is the extension yeah. for Travis Green? Two years. He, we thought it, and he confirmed it in the media conference. And uh, they said that they're working on his coaching staff, and they're hoping to have an announcement in the next three, four days. I think they're also working on the official arrival of the Sedins and their roles. I'm under the impression it's going to be similar to what was announced for Mike Greer, the former Oiler in the New York with the Rangers. Like a, I think that it's going to be like a consultant advisory role, but they will have some juice. I don't think they're just going in there to be figureheads. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. The other thing to say that Jim Benning said that was interesting was no players have asked for trades. I want to see where that kind of goes over the next little while because I think that there might be a couple. Um, okay. You know, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But I do think the Canucks. One of the things I think they're going to do is I think they're going to try to talk to their players about how they can fix things there. Hmm. Well, they they got to get Pedersen and Hughes. They're restricted free agents. I mean, I think those will get done. Those are key those pieces. Get, you know, and that, those will get done. When you factor in Horvat, Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko, I, I know it looks bad, but it looked bad for Edmonton at the end of the 2018-19 season. Now they're not McDavid and Drysdale, but they're pretty good players. So they've got a decent core down the middle. Calgary, oh, yeah. Calgary, Matthew Kachuk yesterday. Pretty honest. Said he didn't like seeing his minutes reduced uh, playing for Daryl Sutter. Your thoughts? You know, I think uh, I don't overreact to that kind of thing. Um, you know, anytime a new coach comes in the middle of a season, there's going to be changes. And Daryl Sutter, he's going to challenge you. Like, I find it very hard to believe that Matthew Kachuk isn't the kind of player that Daryl Sutter wants. Now, does that mean he wants more out of him? C- certainly. Yeah. But I got to think long term. 
You know, that's the kind of guy that Sutter would like to play for him. Very frustrating year. They'll have to get on the same page for the start of next year. Um, I don't worry as much about that. I thought the biggest news in Calgary yesterday was a pretty earnest commentary for from Johnny Goodrow indicating that he would be happy to stay. Those conversations haven't happened yet. He's got one year left on his deal. He can extend this summer. But that says to me that they're at least going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, Mark Giordano also. I, I know that uh, Eric Francis wrote a piece today. I mean, he's. I guess they're going to expose him. I, I would think that he'll finish his career in Calgary. Guy's been a terrific Calgary Flames player. For, but there's going to be a piece that moves out. You have to wonder, is it ultimately going to be Sean Monahan? Well, I, I, Monahan's hurt too, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, you know the one thing. The one thing about Calgary is, you know, I, I had a long conversation with someone about them, and he and he told me the underlying numbers for the Flames the last little while have been pretty good. So I'm very curious to see what do the Flames think that means. Um, you know, they they didn't finish very well. They need scoring, and Monahan. Uh, going off a bit of a cliff there, unfortunately, really hurt their scoring because he was so important to it. But they got to find some finish. I think generally, though, their numbers over the last 20 or 30 games of the season, maybe not 30, that's too much, maybe over the last 20 games of the season, they were really good. So how do you work with that and go with that? Quick hitter, John Davidson back in Columbus. Of course, he leaves the New York Rangers. Speaking of the Rangers... Uh, and Columbus. Uh, we know that the Rangers have interviewed Gerard Gallant. Gallant uh, was in Columbus before. What about Rick Tockett to New York? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think he's 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 got a shot. He's he's on their list. They're going to interview him. Uh, Tockett, I think, is going to be interviewed in, in uh, Seattle and Buffalo too. Um, but I think Tockett's going to have some some opportunity out there. And I do think that the I, I do think he's. I don't know if I would say he's the highest on the list. I think right now we believe that's kind of gallant, but I would think he's high up there. Elliot, great stuff. Always appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. All right, you too, Bob. Enjoy the game. You bet. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff will take care of you at Roos Chris. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. When we come back in orders now, we will get to any. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chell today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you, and it is currently 12.52 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30, Chad. Well, it's never easy to see that, you know, and I'm sure they're very concerned about the injury, you know, the, the severity of the injury, but it's, uh, you know, that was an accident. That's, that's one of those things that you hate to see happen, but... Uh, unfortunately does on occasion and you know you just hope the player is all right but it is uh especially you know Tavares means a lot to that team he's their team captain he's got a lot of a lot of support in there so that team would be uh that would shake them a little bit but uh you know in the playoffs you gotta you gotta get by that and get going again so uh 
tough to see that. Tough to see a player, you know, get hurt like that. But hopefully he's all right. But you know, I it'll. I think I think it'll. Uh, it does affect your team a little bit. You got to you got to find a way to get by it and get going. All right, that's Dave Tippett. Again, Carey Price was stellar last night. The John Tavares, uh, just a, a scary incident. Uh, we talked a bit about the fight after. I said I'm comfortable with it, and the ex- I, I really liked how both Nick Foligno and Corey Perry handled that after the game in terms of the press conference. This texter comes in. He says, I'm a Leafs fan living in the heart of Oilers Nation. I listen to your show almost every day. I love to hate you. And verily agree with you, laugh out loud, but today I did agree. Uh, the reason there's a fight, says this texter, is because it's Perry in the incident. If it's Weber, I don't think there's a fight. Go Jets. Oh, I, I think it was because there needed to be a risk. I, I take Felino on his word. That's our captain. We're going to step up and scrap for him. So it was where it was. You can tell Perry wasn't looking to really fight with any anger. I think, I think Corey Perry was a, I actually had empathy for Perry in that situation, which is hard given the history of Corey Perry. And, you know, don't get me wrong. That's the type of guy you would want on your, I mean, the guy won the Rocket Richard Trophy one year. I mean, he's, he's been an outstanding NHL player for a long time. Still a very useful player. All right. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Flores text line. At this time, though, into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company branded apparel, products and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chad Studios, the chorus building, city south side. Here's Brendan's Escott. Okay. Boston can go up uh, 3-1 over Washington. With- with a win on home ice tonight. Game three between St. Louis and Colorado in St. Louis, 7.30 Mountain Time. And Nashville trying to claw back uh, down two games to none uh, to Carolina at home. Rookie Alex Nedeljkovic back between the pipes uh, for the Hurricanes. The Canucks, as mentioned, signing uh, head coach Travis Green to a two-year contract extension. Rick Tockett and Bruce Boudreau among the uh, candidates for head coach, uh, the head coaching vacancy in Buffalo, uh, along with, of course, interim Don Granato. Talking about some potential college applicants as well. Uh, Nazem Kadri is suspended indefinitely. He's got a review of uh, his hit to the head of Justin Falk. Um, a hearing with the league this afternoon. Bakersfield Condors begin their playoff journey tonight at home to San Diego. And Canada is down 2-0 in the third period to the host Latvians to kick off the uh, World Hockey Championship. Wow. All right, well, I, I can't. How many? I I don't even know if I can name more than I can. I don't even know if I can name a player off that team. To be frank with you, all right. Uh, yeah. So you're not going to see Cadre in this series between St. Louis and Colorado. That's an absolute given. Speaking of Bakersfield. Uh, Stuart Skinner led the AHL in wins with 20. Uh, Cooper Marody led the NH, uh, the AHL in goals. And Ryan McLeod led the AHL in plus minus a plus 23. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, a guy that used to be on our show about four or five years ago. Uh, he is now a GDI. You frat boys will know what I'm talking about. Uh, Frank Cervelli coming up at 105 in orders now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.